You're listening to the OHL in 60 podcast. I'm Reese Demaney along with Colin Ward. A jam-packed show for you this week. A lot of topics to get to, to get to, including a pretty fun one. We'll probably do it in the middle of the show. So give you a quick rundown on everything. We'll touch on the players of the week to kick things off. Our overall thoughts uh, on the weekend, which is something we do every single show, um, which also include a couple of games that caught our eyes over this past weekend. Um, we're going to take a break, and then for segment number two, we're in the month of December, and we'll give a shout-out to Colin Ward, because I don't want to steal the thunder on this one. Colin Ward's idea after recording last week's show, um, what each team wants on their Christmas list. So we will get to that as we've hit the month of December. Um, and then, of course, we'll look ahead to the games we're interested in, the first, well, actually, technically second weekend of December, um, and then the power rankings. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that That's how we end off every pretty well every single show. So uh, quickly get here to the players of the week. Uh, we will start with the OHL player of the week. And we, well, we're really through Niagara and down to Pennsylvania for both of these. Uh, we will start uh, in Erie, PA, former Niagara Ice Dog, Pano Femis, former show guest, um, winning OHL player of the week. Four goals, three assists. He had seven points over three games uh, for the Erie Otters. David Goyette of the Sudbury Wolves had three goals and five assists um, as Sudbury got three of a possible six points. And then Zane Parekh also in consideration for it. Two goals and six assists as the Saginaw Spirit win two times over the weekend. And then in goal, we are going to head to Niagara. Marcus Vandenberg, have a weekend Absolutely. Uh, in the Ice Dogs net. Again, something that we talked about really, Colin, from the start of the season, that this was not a problem for the Niagara Ice Dogs. Both goaltenders, Owen yep. Flores uh, and Marcus Vandenberg. Vandenberg taking home uh, goaltender of the week. Pair of wins for him. He had a 1.96 goals against average save percentage of 951 he stopped 77 shots and that included 44 against his former team the kitchener rangers ice dogs defeat the rangers at the odd that was a 4-3 decision uh in overtime and then he helped take down the defending ohl champion peterborough peets he made 33 saves in the paw patrol game for the niagara ice dogs so two wins for vandenberg Kind of got the ice dogs rolling a little bit coming out of the weekend. Yeah. So Vandenberg, goaltender of the week, Panofemus was the player of the week. And it all started, you know what? Once they won Friday's game in Kitchener, Niagara, you kind of thought, well, they're going to win Sunday. You're going to roll with Vandenberg again on Sunday. I mean, you ride the hot hand here. Um, but yeah, that's nice. I mean, what a performance on Friday night in uh, Kitchener. I think that might be the best goaltending performance we've saw this season around the OHL. Uh, he is spectacular. A five-on-three chance um, for Kitchener late in the game. Um, save after save after save. Uh, what a weekend for Vandenberg. Uh, you got to feel for him too, right? You're playing your you're playing your old team, so you know you're going to be into that. So mm-hmm. right on. Um, that's spectacular for him, and uh, can't help but uh, feel for that when you go play the for- play your former team like that and play well. You know you want that, and you know you circled on your calendar. Um, once the move happened, you knew, you know, when the schedule comes out, that's a move he's looking at for sure. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, yeah, it's deserving. And that was funny. I was talking to Ted Lehman, radio voice of the Ice Dogs, about, um, you know, Ben Boudreaux easily could have gone to to Flores because we thought he played pretty decent minus some certain after period incident or skirmishes, I guess you could say shenanigans. Um, But we thought he would he played very well. Uh, in Brantford, and then we're like, oh, okay, yeah, you could kind of lead that in. Although Vandenberg, I think the biggest thing was with him is he didn't get Kitchener when they were at Meridian Center. Um, yeah. So I think he wanted to get at least one in against the Rangers. Boudreaux agreed, um, and and they got him that win, and then he got them a second win um, uh, on Sunday against the Pete. So, yeah, all around, I mean, the Ice Dogs two in a row in, what, a calendar year? So. Yeah. First time in a calendar year for them. So, um, no, that's time cool. in ownership. Second or third time the, in the new ownership. Yeah. In two in a row, they won two in a row uh, at the start. I was going to say, yeah, mo- those would have came with the first head coach under this ownership, Mr. Fitzgerald, who's now in Guelph. So, yeah. It's been a long time in Niagara, and they finally had a couple of games to to cheer about in a row there, which is, which is pretty cool. Absolutely. All right, uh, let's get to some headlines here as we start to see some World Junior preliminary rosters come out for the 2024 edition of the World Junior Hockey Championship that will take place in Sweden. Now, there are, we'll start with the U.S. There are two to three names, you could easily say, um, where you're like, what? And then you think about, oh, yeah, they're not in the USHL or with the national team development program anymore. So, okay, that makes sense. But still, what? Yeah. And and, and we'll get to that in just a second. There were three guys named from the OHL um, to U- the United States preliminary roster for the World Juniors. Um, and we're talking about Hayes, Terrance, uh, and Hillebrandt, who definitely earned that the way he's been playing early on this season yeah. for, for the Barry Colts. So, uh, the Americans coming off a bronze medal last year in Halifax, um, but no Musty, no Brustevich from the Kitchener Rangers. I'm sure yeah. his brother will be looked at in the coming years, and we'll probably have him this debate when his brother um, starts to put up the numbers he has right now. But those are two names. I think I saw Andrew Oak was another one that, um, yeah, the goalie situation there, though. Either, but I mean, three guys—they have their guys. Really, you're yeah. going over to Sweden. You take three goalies; they've got them, really. So, um, you, the only thing with OK as a returnee, you thought you know you had a pretty good summer case, um, showcase. But I guess if you're sagging, you're happy. But yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it's surprising. But yeah, Hillebrand will be the third. You know that. Yeah, it'll be interesting though to see um how that occurs and like where this effect comes from posts, you know, it's going to be all over social media. Oh, they picked the wrong got duo. They picked us. They picked that wrong. We know all that being Canadian. You hear every time Canada loses, about how <laughs> they messed up. But when they win, everyone talks about how good they are. So, um, so then Colin, this, I think let's look, we could have this. I don't, it's not really a debate, but we could have this chat now where if you're the U S you're, you're singing all the way to the to the quarterfinals. Um, it's a gravy train. That yeah, that schedule's like, a gravy train. Oh, my. Like, you get um, Sweden, Canada pre-tournament, preliminary round. Start off with Norway. And, I mean, there's a few teams that are high-end that you usually see them start against some weaker teams to start. Um, not to say Norway's weak, but they aren't Canada or Finland or yeah. um, Sweden. So, 
You go Norway, Switzerland, Czechia, Slovakia. And that starts for the U.S. on the 26th with Norway, finishing on the 31st New Year's Eve against Slovakia. Um, yeah, number Czechia's one, game. Colin, I think that's if, – if you're not number one by the U.S. Um, standards after pool play – that, I'm not saying a failure because you can win not finishing yeah. first in your pool, but um, I think you would expect to win your yeah. pool. Yeah, you know what? Czechia is the team to beat. You know, Czechia is the game, I think, going to be their best game. Um, I think that'll be a good one on the 29th of December. Um, I think that's going to be the game that they have to win to go undefeated in pool play. Um, but we'll see what happens here you know slovakia the uh, time of a big year but it's so far away yet from the tournament but basically the main thing is for the states is stay healthy during the pre-tournament games if you yeah. stay healthy during the pre-tournament games you're probably going to look good um playing sweden and canada those are the only games really that you got to think you got to stay healthy in those games you saw that before with team canada with kirby doc going down right um that's devastating when you get especially with uh kirby doc being the captain of canada at the time um it's tough to see those injuries happen and they're very uh hard to get momentum back. So that's kind of the only thing if you're in the States, you just want to stay healthy during the pre-tournament games because those are going to be the games, to be honest, mm-hmm. that are going to get you ready. Those are going to be high compete level games because those are the games that you want to know where you're at, measuring stick games right away for them to know where they're at when they get in the playoff um, and get that crossover game and plus, and then into the medal rounds. Yeah. Yeah, it's and it, it's a roster where, again, three OHLers, um, I'm just going through here. You're you're seeing a lot of Big Ten guys. You're seeing a lot of guys from Boston, from East, uh, yeah, Boston, Michigan, um, yeah, all the states, Michigan all State, the, which that's too. Well, bad. the usual, well, the uh, usual states, the usual yeah. states. They come from Boston, Boston area, Michigan yeah. area. Sometimes get a North Dakota thrown in there. North Dakota, yeah, North Dakota, University is a fair of Denver, amount. Minnesota. Yeah, in the state, those states, right? Those three states are the big ones. I mean, you see a couple of Floridas now, which is kind of cool, but yeah. those are the big states. Pennsylvania has a couple, but yeah, those are the big three, right? Boston area, uh, Michigan, and uh, Minnesota. Those are the big three states that you always see um, really pop up here for the Americans. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. They definitely have a good roster, but we'll see what happens. And honestly, I think if you're the guys in the OHL, I think that you got to really compete here. I'm at camp because no roster is going to be safe here because I think with the way we look at it is politically, right? This, you can't help yourself, but look at this situation politically where you see the team where you, if you're Gavin Hayes, for instance, Ryan Leonard, obviously is a first round pick. He's going to make the team. Yeah. You look at this team, the guys that are going to make the team. You know, the guys that are going to make the team, the guys that are college, they're going to pick the college kid out of the OHL kid. 1000%. Um, yeah, we've been around another one of yeah. those. Names. Well, yeah, yeah. He's a lock returning. Yeah. Um, but I like it's just interesting to me to see like how this position battles are going to go down. Um, if they make a cut on Christmas Day in Sweden, that's always devastating. Just hope it's no one from the OHL. But, um, when you look at it politically, you kind of see the way it goes who guys are going to get what guys are going to get released late. But we will see. But yeah, I can't believe that uh, Brasevich isn't on there. Um, Musty, I can kind of see, you know, Musty, I can kind of see, um, in and out of the lineup with the injury and stuff, but. And we know what we're, we know what we're seeing in this U.S. camp. Yeah, yes, one thousand percent. Musty should be there if you're taking the best players that are American born. Quentin Musty is on the World Junior team, but we've been in this ballpark before. It's not our lot. It's not our first rodeo. You know, yeah. um, we've ridden this bowl before. We know what it is. Um, we know what they're going to do. The Europeans are the exact same way. Remember Russia 
a few years ago, if you didn't play in the Russian league, you weren't playing on the world junior team. Every single player they brought over was from their league. It was not from any North American leagues. Um, That's just the way it goes. Slovakia did that before with their orange program. Um, That's what it is. And the Americans are like that. I mean, I think honestly, Canada is one of the only countries that isn't like that at the world stage. So it's almost like Canadians make a big deal out of it, but really nobody else does just because one, I think that this situation's very, yes, it's rare, but to Canada, you look at the guys that get out of college, you gotta be really good to play at a college. I mean, Devin Levi is kind of the only one where it's like, man, Levi was nasty in a uh, college, but everyone was surprised that he was on the roster and everyone was surprised that he has ended up being the starting goaltender. Everyone was surprised he ended up being a starting goaltender. Yep. So when you look at it like that, like um, it's kind of Canada is kind of like the only country that takes goes out of their CHL leagues, to be honest, when you look at it like that. Um, I mean, Cal McCarr was going to make the world junior team like this, like automatic. So yep. that's what I kind of think. I mean, Adam Fantilli last year was going to make the world junior team. So Canada's really the only one that, is like that. And I would say like that I've noticed, like, I think that it's just Canadians overreacting more than other countries actually do because you just dialed into it. Right. Yeah. Cause, cause you think about the amount of um, Swedes and Finns, a Sweden and Finn and Finnish players, Swedish and Finnish players don't necessarily come over to North America very often. You have mm-hmm. the rare case, but you, you start Not to before get they're drafted. Yeah, like you start to get programs like what what we see. And, I mean, we're biased again on this with Detroit, but for Lunda, um, I mean, if you have an opportunity to play there, I think, and you're European, I think that's number one on the list that, yeah. that you look at compared to the Canadian Hockey League. Well, um, you know, Finland's the same way. Czechia, Slovakia. Well, a- that Honestly, that's the most common guys you see come over. Now, the amount of times that they get selected for the World Juniors is – not close to half a roster. I think what we got six Slovaks um, named to their, to their camp. Yeah. yeah. Six, six Slovaks that will be part of their preliminary roster for the world juniors. So uh, again, yeah, you're right, Colin. It really is more Canada that really doesn't care. And, and I kind of thought about this quote um, from, from watching the movie miracle a few, a few weeks ago now, but, Essentially, her Brooks not really looking for the best players. I'm looking for the right ones. Um, Absolutely. So it's a, it's a bit, it's really, you got to find a group of guys that can mesh together well enough within a month to win a gold medal against the world's best at that age. 100%. 100%. <laughs> I agree um, there for sure. And by the way, I think, I believe Canada's lineup will get announced today. So on Tuesday. So, I guarantee it the, today, this afternoon, the talk of the Twitter as we are, as we record on Monday evening, but I guarantee you that the talk of the day on Twitter is going to be on all the Twitter GMs and all the Twitter uh, social cyber GMs and coaches and roster makers and ownership of every team is going to say that they messed up. But those guys are hired by uh, Hockey Canada for a reason. They're hired by their countries for a reason. Um, they know what they're doing. Um, and those people uh, are getting paid to do so so it's kind of interesting to me like every time it's funny if you pick the a player over the b player there's always going to be a negative to it um it doesn't matter what you do obviously it's unfortunate to see ohlers knock it not get more selected into the u.s uh, camp but to be honest we've been around before uh yeah. we know um 
but yeah, I also wanted to mention that uh, Rodwin Denisio to Switzerland, yeah, um, as well. He's a returnee um, from last year, and he let's get yeah. his name right this year, guys. Like, that's oh, yeah, so, so what was, was it last year? What did they uh, mess it up last year? So, from my understanding, Donacio? hearing it right from him is, um, Denise. At first, it was like Don. You pronounce it like Don eats EO. Yep. But now I've heard a new pronunciation where it's Dionisio. Um, now that came from the guy that travels with the Ice Dogs, Ted Lehman. So he, okay, I, I'm sure he had a conversation with each player about how to say their name. Yeah. Um, so from my understanding, it's Dionisio. Now I've heard a lot okay. of still. It's just Dionisio, but. I I've I went to Dionisio when I when I joined Ted for color the one game so yeah they uh or for the couple of games I guess yeah absolutely um but yeah it's definitely uh hopefully they get it right but it's like the Kaliev Kaliev situation man that was a joke honestly Janik unique oh that was even worse <laughs> yeah it's tough I think I heard a Jan Misak one time yeah Jan Mishak. Yeah, that's um, one. there's been a few good ones out there. Yeah, but I don't know. anyways, um, but yeah, no, that's uh, that's cool, and we're gonna see them as as more rosters come out about certain Absolutely. guys. Maybe they're not even in the OHL yet, but this is the the key to you know NHL teams are already drafted. Okay, World yep. Juniors have gone on. Hmm, let's look at moving you to North America and getting used to that ice, right? So. Um, there's a there's a few situations around not just the OHL but the Canadian Hockey League that I'm sure we'll see that um, following the World Juniors. But yeah, and uh, also imports coming import time, right? This is like yeah. your last chance for the year to get imports over, right? January 10th. Um, it's kind of World Juniors is the one to watch, and, and it's funny, right? You mentioned about got about Europeans staying to play with men, but here's the one divider that might change things. Adam Yurchek going down with a concussion um, last Wednesday afternoon, a suicide pass right up the middle. And now that debate comes out from fans, from people in the hockey world saying, hey, uh, this is why the guys are too young to play with men at 17 years old in the draft year. Um, come play in um, the CHL or in North America and play the North American game with guys their age and let them develop their skills over um, physical attributes. Yep. But it's kind of – so that's another argument that will come up now, I would imagine. But Adam Yurchek, um with a concussion, the Brantford Bulldogs own his rights. That's a guy that I know the Bulldogs are kind of dependent on being at the World Junior so they can have communication. Um, they will have brass in Sweden, I would imagine, um, for that. And uh, Tomas Hamra as well um, will be going to check you. I'd imagine when the lineups come out, yeah. um, potentially captaining that team. But that's a definite big recruiter for um, for the Bulldogs as well in uh, Hamra. But... Yeah, definitely interesting. I also want to mention two Reese from the thoughts on the weekend. We talked about uh, Niagara right off the top of Vandenberg. It's an interesting. It's interesting for Niagara, right? They're winning with a short bench. Um, in the month of November, they had the fewest shorthanded goals against, so they had they didn't give up a lot on the power on the penalty kill, and they also had the most shorthanded goals for. It's interesting to see their penalty kill percentage being where it is. At 77.1%, which isn't terrible. It's average, I guess, a little bit below average mm-hmm. um, in the Ontario Hockey League. But it's just interesting to see their penalty kill at 77.1% when you've given up the least amount of shorthanded goals. You must take a lot of penalties. And that they do, 318 penalty minutes um, on the year. But you see 
least amount of shorthanded goals, but the most shorthanded goals for winning with a short bench. The analytics side of things, you're kind of there for Niagara when you look at it this week. So I just want to mention that one. Vandenberg made some big saves. Um, they're penalty killed. They're scoring shorthanded. They're not giving up a lot of goals. That's kind of analytically kind of favors the ice dogs in a way where they can get guys healthy. Watch out for them to grab a couple points um, in the standings. Uh, that was one thing. Another thing that caught my eye was Sarnia with the premature teddy bear toss. Man, that was funny. Like <laughs> That was hilarious. I don't think you can fault the fans. I really don't think you can fault the fans. One, the goal horn and goal light goes off, and which every team does. Every home team puts the goal light on right away if it's close. Right away if it's close, but um, yeah, like you're me, like you gotta wait. There's gotta be that waiting period. Like, absolutely, is it actually in or? Yes. Well, if Kitchener would have scored, for a, if, wait for a signal from a from a referee, which did not happen. Well, exactly. Um, and if Kitchener would have scored, if Kitchener would have scored that goal, Reese, they definitely wouldn't have uh, turned oh, the horn. Obviously, doesn't go on, but they definitely wouldn't turn the goal light on. Um, and it was clear that it wasn't in. I mean, Melvin had it in his glove, yeah. but um. Anyone behind the net in that end would have saw it, I guess. But I guess you're in the far end, you don't know. But, yeah, I guess in Sarnia, they didn't want to hold on to their teddy bears for long. They just wanted to get it off. So the we've had two of those this year. We had them throw it out in Erie in the last commercial break this season. Yeah. And now we saw Sarnia fans throw it out after a whistle, after a save. Um, and it was so funny to see Tristan Malb with the goaltender for the Rangers <laughs> reaction after the play because he's looking at the ref. He's like, what's, he's looking around. It's like, what's going on here? Yeah. Um, like, here, guys, a box on my glove. But uh, that was a fun reaction to see uh, Malbuff and, I mean, great cause. So um, props to Sarnia, a lot on the ice. And it was cool to see the Edmonton Oil Kings, by the way, this past weekend oh um, with the teddy bear toss in the, in the jerseys. Insane. They go all out. Yeah, that's got to be the best teddy bear toss in the CHL. Um, obviously, tonight, there's two big ones, London and Kitchener, two of our biggest markets in the league. So that's kind of going to be – Cool to see. I mean, you have tabs on both games. Yeah. So uh that'd be nice to see the teddy bear toss and see what the attendance is there. But it's just surprising to me to see London and Kitchener do their teddy bear toss on a Tuesday night. I know. That's that's odd. And and with Kitchener. I like the Fridays they, for those ones. For those yeah. two markets, hammer the Fridays. Yeah. I mean, that's another way to sell tickets for midweek games, I guess, because they're not really yeah. hot ticket, you could say. They should be. I mean, London and Kitchener, the way they're playing this year, but well, Guelph and Kitchener, Sarnia at London. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, okay, that kind of helps with it as well. But mm. I, I think also at the same time, and it, and it, and let me know your thoughts on this, Colin, because I I I get why they're doing it, but at the same time, I think it's stupid. Um, Kitchener requesting you to put the teddy bears in a plastic bag. Your thoughts on that? Because like, I I don't want to say it takes away from from the OHL or OHL tradition, but like teams doing this and the tradition of throwing the teddy bears on the ice and getting pictures with bears and whatever people throw on the ice. Well, some of the players will take them out. Yeah. Like what are your thoughts on that? Is that, is that something you're in for not in for? I just Um, think I I just like seeing the bears there without anything, without them in anything. Well, it's going to be hard because not all bears are the same. So you guys better bring some garbage bags. I see Costco selling a, Costco's selling a teddy bear Reese for two hundred dollars. The thing's massive. The thing yeah, is massive, but yeah, I know, and I don't think anyone's gonna do that. But wow, that's generous. Um, but in my opinion, I just think that's easier for the cleanup crew. I think it's just easy to clean things up. Um, 
it's already have it bagged, right? So then, boom, you just run the back of a truck or a trailer, wherever you're doing, and yeah. it's already bagged. You don't have to bag it on the ice, so it's faster for the cleanup. That's the only thing I can think of with that. But, um, yeah, definitely uh, interesting. I like the Bears, too. Hopefully, the, hopefully, though, with the plastic bags, they don't get caught in these people that think they can throw it over the mesh um, and get <laughs> caught in the netting all game. Hopefully, Man, that, that, that was, that was Niagara. A, Niagara you know, had a get bear hanging Ranford. from its neck for half the game. Yeah, they so didn't where get does it that down until after go? the game ended. Exactly, and what kid does that bear go to? Right, that's the part. That's the part too. That's kind of sad, you know. I think um, what's worse is, I think what's worse is during the game, the head could get stuck and the rest of the body falls. Like, yeah, you're yeah. A, you're a yeah. three year old kid and a te- headless teddy bear falls on you. That's well, tough. you've watched it. Well, you <laughs> saw the movie Ted at Fenway Park. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely, um, definitely a tragic event there. Well, uh, yeah, um, I think that's all. Yeah, speaking, oh, of I got Kitchener, one more after this. Yeah, um, the the officials' development camp took place in in Kitchener, Ontario. Did I take it from you? <laughs> no, no, I got oh, two. Okay. I had that one down, but I'm glad you mentioned that because that's why they had the Q refs all over the place this weekend. Yes. Yeah, for anyone wondering out there, if you're wondering why there was not OHL officials and Q or Dub officials. Um, that's why it was the CHL NHL officials development camp that took place in Kitchener, Ontario. But of course you disperse those referees, um, and linesmen around, uh, around the Ontario hockey league. So, um, I think, where is it here? I think he had eight and eight. Yeah. So eight CHL referees, eight CHL linesmen that had the opportunity to, to participate, not only on ice activities, but off ice activities as well. Uh, really moving, towards not only enhancing development for uh, Canadian Hockey League officials, but trying to get them at least moving in the right direction towards the next level. Yeah. Whether, whether that be the ECHL, AHL, NHL, um, that's that's kind of the goal behind this. So if you're wondering, this was the 16th annual development camp, um, So which I didn't think it was going on that long. Um, so yeah, Ontario Hockey League proud to host the 16th CHL NHL official development camp for the third consecutive year, meaning that it might be due to go elsewhere upcoming, but, um, we'll see. It was, uh, it's always kind of neat to see, um, other officials from other leagues because maybe there's a select few you maybe just need a break from and get some new faces in there. Fresh eyeballs. You know what? I just had a nice. I kind of have an idea after hearing about the officials. You know, doing this like exchange official thing. It kind of seems like you know. Man, I think I know where you're going. I'm in. Yeah, ready. I think that teams have to do this. I think that like take the college aspect. Take like the NCAA. We'll say football because we won't. We don't want to say hockey in an OHL podcast with the NCAA. We know what that means. Um. Look at the Power Five in football, the out-of-conference games in college football, right? I mean, Ohio State and Notre Dame this year. That's incredible. That's sick. You know, those, those are the games you want, right? We had the Texas-Alabama game. Um, you know, you have those games. You imagine, like, let's say you had, like, Kitchener versus Halifax play. One That Man. game, that game is in... Halifax, but but a year ago now, let's splash back to December fourth of last year. Re- the Regina Pats are in London to play the London Knights. Connor Bedard, 
You imagine. So, so is this a regular season thing? Because this sounds like it's a it's preseason a season showcase. Game. No, you know what it is? Happen. That would be sweet. That would be cool. Sim, do like the NHL, how they have like the Traverse City tournament, the Buffalo tournament, the prospect yeah. tournaments all over the place. Like that would be pretty cool to see a preseason tournaments like that. Absolutely. That'd be better than preseason play. Sign me up. But you know how there's that lull in the uh, schedule in like January, just well, not after the trade deadline or about now in the schedule, how we're going into the Christmas break. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine like this weekend, like the first weekend of December, if that were to happen, could you imagine that? That'd be pretty cool. Have a week. It's just one game, you know, one team yeah. comes to the, one team comes to Ontario. One team from Ontario goes to the queue. One team from the queue goes to the Ontario. One team from Ontario goes to the dub, you know, like that. And just has one, just has a couple games. Two-game weekend. That's it. You're there on Thursday. You play Friday, Saturday. You're home Sunday. You play next mm-hmm. week. Then the Christmas break. So I, I, I like that'd the idea. That would be great to grow the game. Yeah. No, I think it's a great idea, and that would be pretty pretty freaking sweet. Um, money, money, though, would be cost a lot for the planes, but, and, man, that would be awesome. And the one, it, eh, I mean, if you're if you're from eastern Ontario, you're going to Quebec, suck it up, take the bus. Um, because when there are certain teams that are in Erie, Pennsylvania, that have to Sue travel goes to, to the Sioux. Sioux so, goes to Brandon. Yeah, yeah. No, I think so. Yeah, yeah. That would be one. Um, could have gone to Winnipeg, but that's not a thing anymore. Yeah. Um, but I think the biggest thing as well, not only the funds for it, but you you start to get into that argument, and this might have been an argument that we kind of um used in the um Ottawa River showdown whatever they called that battle of the ottawa river i think it was between ottawa and gatineau where we're like why why is this taking away from from games that are whether they took away interdivision games i doubt it probably the western conference i'd have to go look back at it that's right i think it only matters if teams do it if if more than one team does it yeah so and again that's that's an argument you could get into which could favor a preseason showcase Kind of like the the GOJHL does with all three of its conferences. I thought that's always been a good event, and it's gotten better as the years have gone on. Um, But it's it's an interesting idea. Yeah, could you imagine um, having on this think the teams in the in the state of Washington and the and British Columbia and Alberta coming over to Ontario? Um, Like you imagine you have you have a game between. The North Bay Battalion and the and the Red Deer Rebels, that'd yeah. be that'd be Classic. definitely something I'd have to see and and yeah. go watch. But yeah, that'd like, be a classic. It, or like you get Edmonton Oil Kings and the hey. and I mean this happened in the Memorial Cup, but the St. John Sea Dogs. Yeah, hey, the uh, Valdor in London battle for the jerseys. <laughs> oh yeah, um, battle for the jerseys. Uh, but I just think, you know, it would be incredible. Like, um, I just thought that'd be really cool to do. I mean, the funding and the logistics of it's very tough to do. It, it's mm-hmm. more of a dream than a reality, obviously. But exactly. I think that'd be really cool but, to grow the game. If you want to grow the CHL as a whole in the market and get attention, man, that'd be awesome. It'd be incredible, especially like now. Like, you know, you're in the dog days. You're just trying to get the Christmas break right now. Um, yeah. I think that's the perfect time to do it. And then, boom, Christmas break comes. So what do you have to get adjusted to? It's Christmas. Go eat turkey. Um, go have fun. But- well, and I just thought about something. What if you did, like, the Battle of the Dog teams? And I just – I looked out west. I'm like, actually, what dog team is out west? 
if you really think about it. And then I'm like, okay, we've got all these dog teams in the Ontario. Maybe the horses. When it comes to like the bulldogs, greyhounds, greyhounds, ice dogs, Sudbury. Yeah. Sudbury Wolves. So there's four. And then you got two in the queue. You got Huskies. Ren Naranda, which I think their jerseys are sick. And then St. John's Sea Dogs. Yeah, that's that would be cool. Or just do dog names. Ice Dogs, Bulldogs, Sea Dogs. There you go. Yeah, perfect. That'd be incredible. Um, yeah, I just think that would be nice to do. I think that would be a really cool thing to grow the game. It won't happen, but obviously it's hypothetical, but it's more of a dream than a reality right now. Uh, one more thing, too, I want to mention is North Bay uh, Centennial Nights this Thursday, Reese. That's um, The jerseys are back. Um, Not bad. And, then, and they're actually the time. CCM ones. Last year, they just looked like, oh, yeah. crap, this this is a cool idea. Let's put something together this year, where this year you got the CHL ones. Yeah. Now, supply probably was an issue because CHL has been like that for actually – or CHL. CCM has been like that for quite a while. Absolutely. Um, just with, with the supply and the demand and um, unable to get supplies. But now they've got the fully – they've got the CCM jerseys, and it they look phenomenal. 100%. 100%. I think that's all I got this week for thoughts on the weekend. Um, definitely a fun weekend, though. Yeah. And uh, what do we got next? The uh, yeah, we're, Christmas list? We got a break next. Yeah. When we come back, uh, we're going to look. What does each team want for Christmas? We're going to put one thing on each team's list. Santa! What do they need? <laughs> the elf uh, quote. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. Certain teams want to know what your favorite color is. <laughs> yeah, what's your favorite color? Uh hi buddy. Yeah, Oshawa. What's your favorite color? Yeah. Oshawa fans, let me know what your favorite color is. Um Sue St. Marie, let me know what you want for Christmas. Um Mississauga, go to the games. Um yeah, that's all <laughs> I want for Christmas. Well, you can buy their tickets at Costco now, so there you go. Uh, that's sick. <laughs> all best right. thing you can buy at Costco, probably. Man, I don't know. The two pack I'm not a Costco fan, as you know. Like, that's like the two packs of whipped cream, the Kirkland whipped cream. Yeah. It's not, it's the bigger bottles too. So you get the two pack. That's like, that's mini oh, yeah. shopping. Yeah. If that's a word right there, you go to Costco. <laughs> that's mandatory. Oh yeah. Hey, it's the best place to go for lunch. I'm telling you, it's the best place to go for lunch. Man, I saw this debate quickly, 30 seconds here before we hit the 35 minute mark. Do you eat before or after you shop? After. Yeah after but i can see why before it's like starting in the freezer aisle i always end at the freezer aisle because the time you get to the front of the end of the store your uh stuff's warm time you drive home time you drive home like you know like you're pushing the limit there you know like for me drive to costco you're driving an hour right from delhi or whatever (laughs) or i guess woodstock it's not as bad but still driving for getting one yeah you know what that's 20 minutes for me that's nice that's 20 minutes instead of 40 but um yeah i always started at the I always end at the freezer aisle because I don't want to take that chance. I don't yeah. want to take that chance. You know, nothing worse than getting a soggy donut. <laughs> All right. Soggy donut. That's how we're going to end segment number one. We'll be back. It's time for the Christmas lists here on the OHL and 60 podcast. Welcome back to the OHL and 60 podcast. I'm Reese Demaney along with Colin Ward. December has started. It's time to 
get our Christmas wish lists together. I think this is the first year that my Nana never asked for one. She was like, you always have that relative, eh, that asks you for, what do you want for Christmas? You should send me a list. And then you get to a certain age where they're like, I don't really want to look for anything else. So, yeah, sure, I'll get you that. You know, I think you get to that point, eh, Wardy? What's that? I think you get to that point with one relative. Yeah. Or they just give you cash. Yeah, absolutely. Cash is clutch now. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. That, that's the new train set or hockey jersey. Yeah, man. That you got hey, you know kid. what? Last week, last week, I'll tell you something. I went on my Christmas list. Last week, I saw, I had visions of this for the show. I saw in a store, um, they had last year's, and that's usually how it is. It's a year away. Usually, it's like a year behind with the hockey cards. Mm-hmm. I, last year, I saw, or I saw last year's set. Of CHL hockey cards, oh. I was pumped. I was pumped. That's something that I'm gonna purchase. Where'd you see those? Walmart. Oh, okay. Ooh, that's that's one. a good buy. Yeah, that'd be a good buy to do. Eh? Just a fun little segment there at the end of the show. Do yeah. a little fan- do a little fantasy with returning players. We just count the stats, have trades and stuff. Man, I'm down. Do you want to do that? When's our? When would be our last show? Let's let's figure that out. We're doing that. Yeah, that'd be cool to do. So, last show before Christmas will be released on the 19th. So we'll do that. We can do an unboxing. Shout yeah. out to Matty Rowe. Or, or, or we just pick a player of the week. A player to watch this week. Instead of games to watch, we pick a player to watch this week. This week be or when we do the cards? When we do the cards. If oh, like, okay. Let's All say right. like the cards you sold out. You don't know how Walmart's going to be. We're dependent on, a Wal- on Walmart right True. now. But if not, if not, we have to do players to watch, like a like our own little fantasy league. Yeah. Pick a player, boom. That's who we got this week. Locked in, just one player. That's who we got. Or we pick one player, one skater, and one goalie. All right, I'm that'd in. be kind of fun. That'd be kind of cool. One yeah. skater, one goalie. We track their stats of the week, track their saves, track their goals. Um, that's what we do. Uh, wins, I guess. Shutouts. Uh, that's what we'll do. Um, for the week, that'd be kind of cool too. If we don't get the cards, that'd yeah. be kind of neat as well. But um, and we'll do that around the OHL, obviously. But um, yeah, it would be cool though to create something there where we can get listeners involved as well. Pick a player, pick a uh, goalie, um, get the stats for the week. That's your pick. Um, win a shout out on the show, something like that. That'd be kind of cool to do. Um, yeah. and uh, just a fun way to f- make our league great. And to uh, indulge in the Ontario Hockey League. Yeah, uh, I'm in. But, Which Walmart was that? London? Yeah, London. Yeah. yeah St. Uh, Catharines, we've got a team. You think they'd have them there? There's just one yeah. up the road, so. Honestly, I'm surprised this Walmart had it, to be honest. Um, I was kind of shocked. Is it one of the sketchier ones in London? Because I've, oh, yeah. I've got the sketchy one in Wood in uh, St. Catharines near me. Man, I'm lucky here in Woodstock. I'm lucky. It's the best Walmart around. Think so? Oh, it's incredible, man! Yeah, the one in Brantford sucks. I'll say that the Walmart, the Walmart here in Woodstock is the best one around by right. far. It's incredible. Where is that one? Right off remember. the highway. Right off the highway. Um, right off of fifty nine exit on the highway. It's right there. Uh, there's the Canadian Tires there in the plaza. Um, oh, it's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got gotcha. you. One exit down from you guys. Yep. Yeah, one exit down. It's the next exit. Yeah, you wouldn't go that. You wouldn't go to that exit. Um, okay. unless you're going to London, but yeah, no, you wouldn't have been by there, like, because it's not, it's yeah, an exit further. Yeah, That's yeah, I yeah. hop off the 403 before it turns into the 401. So, 
Yeah, right there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I got you. All right. Yeah, no, that'll be cool. We'll look at that. The 19th, just so everybody's aware, that's our final show before Christmas. So uh, yeah. there you go. All right. Uh, time for the Christmas list. And we're going to go in order the entire league, 20 to 1. Um, mm-hmm. Starting with the 20th place, Windsor Spitfires. 15 points on the season. Of course, we've still got a few games here to go until uh, until Christmas. But um, we're looking at the Christmas list here for the for the Windsor Spitfires. And we're going to do one each for each team, just for everybody out there. We'll have one each. Um, what is going to be on the list? Um, who is or what is on your list for the for the Windsor Spitfires, Colin? All I want for Christmas is goaltending. Please. Windsor, if you get some goaltending, you'll start winning some games. What song are you um, singing that to? What tune is that? Just a random, just oh, a okay. random. Uh, I had all you, all I want for Christmas, but then I just uh, changed it up there. Um, go with nice. the flow. Yeah, um, freestyle. Right on. <laughs> but yeah, the goaltending for uh, Windsor. Keep the puck out of the net. Um, keep the puck out of the net. That's all they need to do. There's so many games that Windsor actually could have won. When you look at their offensive lineup, when you look at their team up front, their forwards are good. Yeah. They have some forwards that are good. I mean, the Green Tree's a first-round pick in the National Hockey League this year. Like, they have some pieces. Um, that's why I say goaltending in Windsor. Yeah. Um, for me, my, mine kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with that. I think the Windsor Spitfires, all they want is to be good in their own end. Um, and, I mean, when uh, goaltending, yes, I, I agree with, but they're – I've found a lot of goals and a lot of plays where their D maybe wasn't paying attention fully the entire play. So yeah. um, I think they want to play better in their own end um, for, for Christmas. So the 19th place Niagara ice dogs, 17 points on the season. They have one less win than the Windsor spitfires, but the ice dogs can't win in overtime. Um, so Colin, what did the Niagara ice dogs want for Christmas? They just want the injury bug to go instinct um they got to stay healthy man they got to stay healthy that's the one thing that they uh need i think i think if they can stay healthy you really don't know what this niagara ice dogs roster is they get brody crane for a hot second he's on the shelf um you know ryan humphreys in green bay um but yeah like you look at this team like i know humphreys not coming back that ship sailed but you know you got guys that you know gavin bryant um He's hurt. You know, you got so many guys that they get the play, you get the team together, and all of a sudden this guy's out, that guy's out. And it's like, oh man, how can you expect to compete? Like, you never have a full lineup. Yeah. So, to me, Niagara just needs a healthy lineup. We really don't know what the ice dogs are. I know that's kind of cliche to say when, oh, look where they are in the standings and look at it's Niagara and stuff like that. But to be honest, like all these fake analysts on Twitter in Niagara, it's like, do the research. Like research something, you know, if you can be on your phone and look things up on Twitter, well then go on Google and look things up. It's simple. Use the app. You got the app store. Um, Like I can't believe that how many people don't do research on the team. I mean, they got so many guys hurt. Like we don't even know what the roster is. And all of a sudden they're ripping on this guy, ripping on that guy. Well, look at their lineup. Like, come on, don't kick a team when they're down. So that's all I have to say. Um, they just need the injury bug to go away, and then we'll see what this team kind of is. Because what's how many games have they had their full lineup this year? To be honest, yeah. like not too often after the first weekend of the season. 
And, and for anyone wondering out there why Wes Consorti was on the bench, there was an illness um, with <laughs> Brandon Shaw. So for anyone out there wondering, that's why Wes Consorti was on the bench. Um, for me, the Niagara Ice Dogs, what they want for Christmas. Um, what's the best way to put this? Um, a stable coaching staff. Consistency. <laughs> Um, so yeah, some consistency in the organization, I think is a big one. Um, I thought they were going to get it with, with Kuwabara, but then of course you always have disagreements within the organization. I think that's essentially what happened there, but, um, let's get some stability and some consistency for the ice dogs. Um, Sarnia staying the 18th seed, 20 points on the season. Colin Ward, what do they want for Christmas? Man, they're a weird team, right? They got 82 goals scored they have 82 goals scored this year. I think that's a team that they just got to get goal scoring. I watched a team. Yes, I know they have a lot of guys with points um, that are averaging more goals than po- in ga- or goal a game and stuff. I know they have guys like that, but I just watched this team play, and I'm thinking, man, they work hard. They battle hard. They have mm. some def- They have defense there. I love Fisher. I think he's an underrated prospect in this year's draft. Um, I really think this team's – Decent, they're young, but I think this team's decent. They have a good 05 group, um, good 06 group. And I look at this team, and I'm like, man, if they could just get more goals, they work their butts off every game. They kind of deserve to win more games than they lose, to be honest. So I'm going to say, just get more goals. If they get more goals, and the goaltending comes, they're going to be good. They'll yeah. be okay. Yeah. Uh, side thing on the list for, for the uh, Sarnia Sting, they probably hope that their coach comes back with a gold medal. Um, from yeah. the World Junior Championships. And I'm sure a lot of Canadians, if not all Canadians, hope he does as well. Um, so that's kind of a side list for, for the Sarnia Sting. Um, but for them, I think keep having the LeBlancs be the LeBlancs. Um, yeah, man. I'm I know be. there's been a, a suspension here and there for, for both of them, but I, I don't think you could have asked for anything else from, from those guys after acquiring them. I think they've just been great um, you know, throughout the first two, two and a half months of the season. So just the LeBlanc's continuing to be good and, and putting up points, I think is a big one for, for the Sarnia Sting. Have that full season consistency from both of them. So uh next up, Oshawa Generals in 17th, 21 points on the season. Colin Ward, what do the Oshawa Generals want for Christmas? Summer Niagara, stay healthy, man. They looked really good on the weekend there in Brantford, seeing them firsthand. I thought they looked really well. Um, just stay healthy. Uh, stay healthy. They're a big team. They that's their first game all year. They had their full lineup. Stay healthy. Um, get backup goaltending because I'm. I honestly, this team. The one thing, if you're gonna say something negative about this team, is when Oster runs out of gas, this team's in trouble. Bender's only what played in like four appearances this year. That's that's nothing. Um, that's nothing. Uh, you gotta have backup goaltending, or they're or they're gonna really struggle in. January in the late months of Jan in the late weeks of January and February playoff time. You got to play those tough three and threes in March, you know, when you got to make a playoff spot, Oshawa, I don't think is going to win the two out of three in those because they don't have a backup goalie and you got to hope your goalie stays healthy. So one goaltending depth, I would say. Uh, For me, I, that's a good one, Morty. Um, I let's get a full season of a healthy Callum Ritchie. Um, yeah, I, you know, and and for them, I think that he's one of those driving forces, right? That you need to have in your lineup every 100%. single night. You talked about it, like they haven't had a fully healthy lineup 
really all season long. So I think that's a big one that uh, that they're really looking forward to and that they want is just no more injury issues with, with Callum Ritchie. So, and I think the league wants that as well. Cause he's such a dynamic player, right? So 100%. Uh, Barry Colts, the 16th place team, 22 points on the season. What do the guys up in Barry want for Christmas, Colin? Honestly, right now with Barry, I, I know obviously you trust Marty Williams, but right now I think you just want a healthy, smart sale. Um, I think right now when you look at this team, I think they're in a selling position. I don't think they're a bot anywhere close to a buyer. I think no. they need to be a smart selling team at the deadline. Um, going into the deadline, know who they want to keep for the future, know who they want to dump off. Um, so they can get assets for the future. I think right now you're just looking at a comp- you're looking at next year. Um, if you're Barry. Yeah. Uh, for me, the Colts, I think you, you got to get way better on the special teams. And I think that's what they yep. want for Christmas is just some more results, whether it be on the power play, on the penalty kill, your penalty kill can't be lower than 70%. And I mean, if we're, we're talking about 0. 0.3, yeah. not a big margin at all, but your penalty kill can't be below 70%, no matter what league you're in. So um, I think for the Barry Colts, it's you want more results on the special on the special teams moving moving forward after Christmas. Yep. Number 15, the Kingston Frontenacs, 25 points on the season. What are the boys up in Kingston want <laughs> for Christmas, Wardy? Troy Mann is our man. Um, I think <laughs> you got to ride. I think you got to ride with Troy Mann here. I think you got to trust his system. I can see some things. They got Frasca back, which is huge. This is a massive two weeks. Massive two weeks if they're going to be buyers or sellers. Right now, they look like sellers. Um, and that's okay, I think, for the Troy Man system. Um, I think that's kind of a thing they want to do. And I think you got to stick with your coach here. I think with Troy Man coming in, I think it's his system. And I think with that relationship they have with Kingston, I think now you got to create some consistency with the coaching staff. And I think you have to have a plan here for the future in Kingston. Another side one for the Kingston Frontenacs, and this is an off-ice one. Uh, let's get Jimmy G to 4,000 games. Already celebrated 3,000. Yeah. 4,000 is a lot, but let, that'd be cool to see him get to four. Um, yeah. For the for the Kingston Frontenacs, I mean, I've really liked Vicari. I thought he's been he's been yeah. pretty good for the Kingston Frontenacs. So I think continuing to just keep the confidence level up for him and, and keep supporting him um, it, in your own end, right? It's, a, it's not about allowing teams to just get those easy tap in back doors or just letting them walk right in. I think, I think more support for, for Vicari needs to come. And um, if they do, then I think they're in a position to maybe not sell fully, maybe only sell a little bit, but like you said, Colin, they, they got to make that transition soon. And it's all about uh, um, it's all about how these next two weeks, two, three weeks go. So absolutely no team with more pressure. I would say than the, uh, the Kingston Frontenacs. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, number 14, the Erie Otters, 26 points on the season. What do the boys in Erie PA want for Christmas, Wardy? All they want for Christmas is their uh, two forwards and two defensemen to be able to kill penalties down shorthanded. Did that my two front teeth, but switched it to uh penalty kill. Got to kill yeah, a damn penalty. 67%, yeah. And talk about hey, how bad the, the only... Colts one was. The Erie Otters is worse. Ready for this one? Ready yeah, for this year? The only team that likes 67 that's going to stick on 67 is the Toronto Maple Leafs and their fans. Um, that's the only <laughs> one, that's the only team that's uh, happy with 67 is the Toronto Maple Leafs and their fans. So uh, that's all I'm going to say. You know, I had to get that in there when I see 67, mic drop. 
That's unreal. <laughs> oh my god, that was awesome! I don't. I'm even feeling know. it tonight, man. That's the only. That's the only thing Erie needs for Christmas. That's hilarious. Yeah, because I, I was power play, I, man. I was gonna say the same thing. Twenty five, yeah, twenty five percent on the power play. Like that's <laughs> like get I mean, the damn puck out of your net. I mean, for me, I think I don't want to say them being eleven and eleven as we speak on Tuesday, December fifth, um, is a surprise. However, with certain people around the league, myself included, picking them as a surprise team to do something that maybe a lot of people didn't expect, I think they're getting there. Oh, absolutely. Um, now it could easily fall off if they continue to allow so many power play goals um, yeah. against. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, on the same, I'm on the same boat as you. Really, like, there's there's been some faults for, of course. Uh, Matthew Schaefer, I think, is has still been has still been very good. So I've had, yeah, yeah, have issues, but he's a rookie, so it's fine. Um, yeah, I'm waiting. He'll learn. He'll he'll be he'll be really good one day. Uh, he really I'm not panicking until right next now, year. But... This time. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm with you, Colin. I don't think there's really else I can look at besides the PK. That's yeah, it's got to be way better, especially yeah, considering the team that's two points ahead of them in the same division. That'll be the difference between yeah. you being up a spot in the Midwest and not. Um, 100%. I'm glad you mentioned that with Erie too about um about that because like they're a team that's interesting, right? About them being a surprise team. Because it's a team that it's that's a great pick for a surprise team, honestly. But it's a team with zero stability the last five years, and more than that, since uh, Strom to Brinkett Radishare yeah. has been over, the team's had zero stability. And I don't. And right now, I would say the critiques should be on general management, the front office, over coaching. Because here we here's your second, third coach, right? Um, you gotta be you got to start to show some improvements in the standings because the wins loss is all that matters. The points are what matters um, at the end of the day when you're a couple coaches deep um, to me, but that's a team, you know, that's a great pick. This team, I thought they started the year underperforming. I think they have a goaltender that's going to be very tough to beat in a playoff series. I think, I think if you're looking at a team that right now would be a road team in the first round of the playoffs, I think that's a team that you don't want to face. I don't want to face Ben Godreau in a playoff series. Remember him against Windsor? A couple seasons ago, yeah, he he won wind he won Sarnia a couple games in that series. You know, like that's something to me where, yeah, this Erie team desperately needs some stability. If they can keep the puck out of their net shorthanded, man, they're a good team. They're a really good team. I mean, right now that that would be Kitchener Erie in the first round, just like that Windsor uh, Sarnia series. Yep. Uh, next up. 13th seed, 28 points on the season. The Owen Sound attack. What are the boys just off Lake Huron need uh, for Christmas, Wardy? Honestly, keep chugging. Need some stability in net. I mean, I love Carter George, but you're plus nine on the season. You're 6-3-1 in your last 10. You're 31%, 31.8% on the power play, 82.4% on the PK. You have 247 penalty minutes, which isn't crazy. Um, one of the lowest in the league, actually. So to me, I think just keep chugging. Eventually, the win's got to come. Analytically, you got to be winning some games. Mm-hmm. You have nine more goals than you have given up. You're six, three, and one your last 10. You're 31% on the power play. I mean, eventually, you got to start getting some bounces. So, with me, I think just keep chugging. I think that's a team that buys at the deadline um, because of their stats. Analytically, so. they're fine. When you look at their analytics, they are a fine OHL hockey team. Um, and the wins are coming. Um, the expected wins will come because we went through that with the Bulldogs, Reese, where the Bulldogs started off horrible. But all of a sudden, you trust that system. You trust the process. The process comes in hand-in-hand with the effort. All of a sudden, you start to win some games. And I think that's the one thing right there. Um, 
with Owen Sound. I think you just stick with the process, stick with what you're doing, and eventually the wins are going to come because that's a team that I think is better than what their record is 1,000%. For me, the Owen Sound attack, what they want for Christmas is a coach to not have the interim tag as part of his title. Um, Uh, Whether that's something that you really want to focus on right away or if you're happy the way it's going. And, I mean, like you said, you pointed out a lot of positives for the Owen Sound attack. So really, I don't know how urgent this is, but at the same time, I think you eventually want to have somebody. And whether that's Darren Rumble, you take the interim tag off. But the fact that you still got interim tag on, I think you're still trying to make up your mind. Um, and whether Rumble's just going to be the head coach, if he's just going to move back to an assistant, if they hire another guy. But I would say if they're performing like this and it continues, um, not only do I think Darren Rumble is eventually the head coach, but maybe heading into the playoffs, you remove that tag and make him the head coach going in. So um, I think that's yeah. one. I, I think that's what they're looking for for Christmas is to have a head coach without the interim tag on it. I agree. That's a good one. Uh, number 12, Sudbury Wolves, 28 points on the season. Way up north, Wardy, pretty close to North Pole, but not as close as Sault Ste. Marie. Um, what do the Sudbury Wolves want for Christmas? Consistency, man. Power play to get better and consistency. Like this team, they have 107 goals for 92 against. And how are they in 12th place overall in the Ontario Hockey League? Consistency. Um, consistency stick together, I would say. Um, togetherness in that group um is the one thing I would say with this team because really they're anal- that's another team analytically, they're fine, but where it matters in the standings, they're not. So uh I would say consistency. Being able to string a couple of games together would be nice. Uh, for me, I think what the Sudbury Wolves want for Christmas is to is for the city to make up their mind on an arena. Um, yeah. Now, I've never been to Sudbury, so I'm not 100% sure what it actually is like, although I've heard enough stories that I think I can form an opinion on it, um, is that they need a new one. The scoreboard was a nice upgrade. I'll give them that. That's one of the nicer scoreboards in the Ontario Hockey League now. Yeah. Um, but I think when it comes to visiting broadcasts, not being able to hook up to internet to, to do the games is an issue. Um, especially when you have potential fans, not only around the province of Ontario, potentially across Canada, um, and into parts of the U S that want to watch wolves games, but they can't because the internet went out in the arena. Um, I think is big. I think, I think council has got to make up their mind on that arena deal because I think the Sudbury wolves are long overdue for an arena. Yep. And and something's got to give. Something's got to happen soon for them. So um, 100%. that's what I think they want for Christmas is for the city to figure it out, which never happens. So that'll probably what they'll want for Christmas next year, too. Yeah. Uh, and it's not just Sudbury. It's everywhere else. Speaking of everywhere else, the Brantford Bulldogs. And <laughs> their this joke of a situation that the city of Hamilton put them in, um, albeit Brantford. That's been a very nice yeah. surprise. Um, Brantford Bulldogs in 11th place. 29 points on the season. Colin Ward, we see him firsthand. What do the Brantford Bulldogs want? I've already got my answer. That was the first one I thought of right away. I think, and I think it's easy right now. Power play. Big time. Yeah. Score a power play goal. Like the power play is atrocious. They don't score any greasy goals on the power play. Um, There's no, they don't go to the greasy areas on the power play, which is a big one. You got to go there to score one. Um, They don't jam away. It goes to the big three up top and that's it. Um, the power play, get the power play going. 12.8% is terrible for that team with all the drafted players they have on their first power play unit. Yeah. Um, 
got to be better than that. Uh, if the power play gets going, this team watch out. But until then, this is where they're going to be. Yeah. I, I I don't have to say anything else. You just said it all. Um, we'll, we'll leave it at that. They need to score a freaking power play goal. Um, number 10, the Flint Firebirds, 29 points on the season for them. What are the boys in Michigan or the first team in Michigan uh, want uh, want for Christmas? Man, I'm going to say the same thing. Score a power play goal, 15.6%. Score power play. Score on the power play. Get hot. Score on the power play. Um, they're 2-0-1 now. They're streak going. They're 6-3-1 in their last 10. Um, score on the power play. 15.6%. You got to be better than that if you're Flint. Um, score on the power play. Yeah. Special teams, man. That's what it when it it makes you succeed, or but it also kills you. Yeah. If you can't, if you if you're not good special teams, you're gonna be no good. Look at the teams that aren't good. Look at the special teams, right? Like, you know, like Niagara sitting at 10.4% on the power play. Like if Niagara scored, if Niagara's at 13% right now, I guarantee it. They're not in last place in the Eastern Conference. It's like it's right there. Yeah. Yeah, for Flint, I mean, a lot of the and that's the unfortunate part about being really only two teams in Michigan. And I'm not saying the Saginaw Spirit are the main focus, but for the Canadian Hockey League, they are. Um, when it comes to Spirit Rising, when it comes to you know, yeah. I'm sure whatever Memorial Cup tour. Um, the trophy is on, um, whenever I think that's one of the biggest ones. And I'm not, I'm not trying to say that Flint's got to stay relevant for Christmas, um, in the state of Michigan, cause that's not fair. Um, you know, with the, with the Memorial cup going to their I 75 division rivals, I think that's just unfair for the, for the Flint firebirds, but they're still a very competitive team for a lot of people that didn't think they'd probably be 10th place going into January, January, yeah. going into December. Um, so for the Flint firebirds, I think it's, for them, if you continue to play 500 hockey, I think that's a very successful season for where they're at in their franchise. I think that's big for the Firebirds. So for me, I think you can obviously you strive for better and want to finish as high as possible, but you go for for a 500 team the rest of the way. You're looking exactly where they are right now, anywhere from 10 to 12 or 13, and I think that's big for them. 100%. I agree with you on that one. Um, 100%. Next up. With 30 points, the number nine seed, Peterborough Peets. What do they want for Christmas? <laughs> Peterborough wants a good Boxing Day sale. Um, <laughs> honestly, I'm sorry, Peets fans, but you know this is, this day is going to come eventually where the sale just happens. And I think now losing three in a row, it makes it kind of easier. Not that selling's ever easy, but I think you kind of have to. We've been over this for the last couple of weeks now with Peterborough. I mean, you have two picks. You have two picks in the next three round or next four rounds, I guess, not getting the first rounds. Um, from rounds two to four, you have three picks over the next three drafts, and that's next year's two third round picks. Realistically, here, if we put our realist hats on, who the heck are they going to buy with two third round picks in next year's draft this year if they wanted to go for it? Bucking you know, up. play the play crickets. Um, honestly, like that's the thing where you can't. Buy. You don't want to stay the same because then next year, who are you going to sell? This yeah. is kind of your last kick at the can to be able to get assets to be competitive for in two years from now, not just this one time, right? It allows you to be good and have consistent good years. There's a reason why London's always a good team. There's a reason why these teams are always competitive because their front offices know how to 
adapt after they win a championship. They know how to do it. Windsor this year is the first time they're having a non-successful season in a long time, Windsor. They had two or three really good years where that team was consistent and that team was good. Um, Peterborough can look into something like that if they have a smart sale. That's why I'm going with the Boxing Day sale in Peterborough. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think um, the Peterborough Pete's need draft picks absolutely 100% for Christmas. Um, and, and one thing I can tie into that is Pete's fans, um, front office, absolutely continue to look up in the rafters at the banner from last last year. You guys earned it, proved a lot of people wrong following yep. the regular season. You 100% earned that OHL championship banner in that trip to the Memorial Cup. Yeah, it's time. Let's time to get everybody yep. out and and restock your draft picks. So, um, yeah, we're pretty pretty on the ball with that one. I would say a lot of people around the league agreeing with that. Um, but as well, the Peterborough Pete's, I'm sure a lot of people in that organization would like a copy of Pete's 101. So exactly, hey, get like Pete's 101. So, um, number eight with 31 points on the season, the North Bay Battalion. Colin Ward, what do the North Bay Battalion want for Christmas besides? their fans with new jerseys under the Christmas tree with a tank on the front. They just want a winning streak going into the break. If they can get hot, now we're in those teams in the Eastern Conference here where they gotta take the they gotta take the bull by the horns here. Um North Bay is one of those three teams. North Bay has to have a winning streak here um, going into the break. They have to get hot going into the break and show that they're legit Eastern Conference championship contender. Um this season once again similar to what we saw in Windsor in the west Mm -hmm. yeah for me I mean this is more of a right now goal um because of what could come um starting well Sunday really um you got to win as many games as possible um before the world juniors and I mean that's why I said it's it's right now because because of certain guys who could be gone for for a month so North Bay, yeah, you got to win as many as possible as quickly as possible just to guarantee, I don't want to say guarantee, but have yourselves in a good position so that if you are experiencing certain guys out of the lineup and you can feel it, you're in an okay spot where you don't want to lose games. But if you do without key guys, you did the work before that put yourself in a position to not get too out of it. So 100%. Uh, number seven, 31 points on the season. The London Knights, Colin Ward, what do they want for Christmas? You know, this is a tricky one with London, right? 31% on the power play, but it's really not tricky because their penalty kills at 79.3%. Mm-hmm. Got to kill more penalties. You got to be better shorthanded. If they can get better shorthanded, you're going to start to see those losses turn into wins here because we know what this team's capable of. They're not a 500 team, which they are in their last 10, losing two games in a row. Um, they got to stay out of the box and they have to uh, kill penalties. Those two though, hand in hand though, right? Yeah. Big time. Um, the, the one thing for me, I think it's, you, you got to start getting, um, I don't know what the right way to put this is, but at least recently you got to start beating teams ahead of you. Is that, does that sound right? I mean, and this is more recently. The Mississauga Steel has a 5-1 loss and Saginaw Spirit a 7-5 loss. Teams in your bubble. Yeah, I think I think when you yeah. when you look at where London wants to get to, you got to get better results against teams that are above yep. you 
in the standings. And we're looking at a loss to Kitchener in the month of November. Um, I mean, beat Saginaw. Windsor, but that's when Windsor was pretty rough, <laughs> uh, to say the least. At that point, you're looking at a loss to Erie and Flint. Um, you know, I thought, uh, you know, Sudbury nine, two, not that Sudbury's ahead of them right now, but still Sudbury expects to be. So, um, I think that's one, yeah, that's one thing to look forward to is just, just continue to try and get wins against teams above you. You of course have to beat the teams below you. That's a London Knights expectation. And it's been like that for God knows how long, but I think you start to get to a certain point in the season, whether you're the Knights or not, where if you want to be a championship contender and this, this is going to ring true for all the teams um, that are in the top five, top six in the Western conferences in order to get where you want to be, you got to beat the teams ahead of you. And London hasn't done that recently. So they got to get back to doing that. And I think they've got a pretty good opportunity coming up before um, we hit the Christmas break. And that includes games against Saginaw and Sault Ste. Marie. So absolutely. 100%. Uh, Next up, the sixth place Guelph Storm, 33 points on the season for them. Colin Ward, what are the Guelph Storm looking for for Christmas? Stay hot. Stay hot. I don't think there's a team that scores a timely goal more than the Guelph Storm do. Um, They come in waves. Um, With Guelph, I'm just saying keep this thing going. Keep this train on the tracks. Um, Keep it going. Uh, If they stay where they are, Guelph, I mean, that's a team that get Cam Allen back in January, February. Look out. Look out. I was going to say that was mine. They want Cam Allen back in the lineup for Christmas. Um, not to say that they've been bad without him, but like you said, that boost that Cam Allen's going to give them, if they continue to be as good as they've been, watch out for yeah. that Midwest team, right? So, uh, number five, the Saginaw Spirit, 33 points on the season. What are they looking for for Christmas, Colin? Tagging on the same thing, honestly, they got some stability now. I just say keep it going. Um, stay consistent. Uh, be consistently good, not consistently bad. And they've been consistently good for the last month now. So uh, stay consistent. Um, that's my thing for Saginaw. Keep the consistency up. Uh, don't change a thing. The power play is incredible. The penalty kills good. Mm-hmm. Keep staying where you're going. Yeah, I, I, I'm in agreement with that. Just keep playing the way you're playing. Um, there's not a whole lot to hate about the Saginaw spirit right now. Um, so just, you keep that consistency going throughout the rest of the year. We're looking at a team that, um, the way Kitchener's playing, it's tough to say that they're going to catch them, but, um, be up where the Kitchener Rangers are and the Sioux Greyhounds are. Yeah. Um, and I think they'll be okay. Uh, number four, the Ottawa 67s. And I think this will be an interesting one. They got 32 points on the season. Um, they get fourth place because of them leading the division. Um, what do they want for Christmas, Colin? They just want to win two games in a row. Keep the consistency. Ottawa, I watch this team play it. I mean, man, they win the big games, but then they go lose a game that they should win. Um, to me, just string a couple in a row here. And I know it's crazy. You know, they've won it, they've had points in their last three. They're six, three, and one their last ten. That's great. Just keep it going. Keep going. You can't drop one now, you know? Like, we see we see Ottawa get hot like this, and then all of a sudden, like, this weekend, they'll lose a the game they should win. Yeah. They do that. It feels like they do that all the time. They don't really know what their team is. Create an identity. Yeah, for me, I think the big one is continue to keep the puck out of your net. They've got the third goals, third fewest goals against this season. Um, one behind the Mississauga Steelheads. 
and then five behind the Guelph Storm. Guelph Storm uh, have the yeah. fewest goals against with 70. Uh, Mississauga, 74. Ottawa, 75. And and that's something we knew about coming into the year. Denoso, McKenzie, I mean, they were phenomenal last year. We knew that would just continue. Um, so I think for them, continue to keep the puck out of your net. Um, you Like you said, Colin, we have numerous conversations. In this league, if you give out three or less, there's a good chance you win unless the other goalie is a flat out stud that day. It just seems like the way the OHL is right. Three or less. You're good. Yep. So oh, absolutely. That's what so, you have to do. So I think for them, just continue to keep the puck out of your net. Um, I agree. Getting to the top three, number three spot, Mississauga Steelheads, 33 points on the season. Colin Ward, what are the Steelheads looking for for Christmas? Mississauga Steelheads got to keep this goaltending on track, keep this goaltending consistently and stay out of the penalty box. Um, those are my two. Uh, keep the goaltending consistent. Young goaltending duo, you get, they got to stay fresh. They got to stay consistent. Um, keep using the depth. Uh, for me, the Mississauga Steelheads. Um, I don't want to say they they obviously want this for Christmas, but I think for the OHL and and the OHL fans around that see the games on the on TV on the OHL live, um, get some fans in the building. Like, what what are we doing yeah. in Mississauga? Go here? to Costco. Like, like get them there. Yeah, like the they're first in the Central Division. They've been one of the best teams since the start of the season. Um, let's get some fans in that building. And I mean, it's not even necessarily what the team's doing. It's what people in Mississauga aren't doing and they're not going to games. So people in Mississauga, let's figure it out. You've got the building for it. You've got the team for it. You've got the general manager and head coach. You've got the right guy steering the ship right now. Um, Absolutely. so get some fans and get, get your butts in the seats. Cause it's not necessarily yep. directed at the team. It's more directed at the city of Mississauga. So uh, number two, the Sioux Greyhounds, 36 points on the season. Colin Ward, what are the second best team in the OHL need uh, for Christmas or want for Christmas? I would say, honestly, with Sue, keep the matchup going. Um, this is more for the coaching. Just trust your team, trust your team, and kind of relax a little bit. Both times I saw him play this year, you know, it's really intense on the bench. Um, the one was really good being between the benches and Branford, obviously. Um but keep the composure on the team. Keep the team together because this team's really good, man. This team, um, they're my number one team last year in the or last week in the OHL for a reason. Mm-hmm. I think this team's legit. I, they do a really good job boxing out. I would say just keep the composure. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, for for me, for the Sioux Greyhounds, I think I think you want for Christmas is your D to just continue to be tough on the opponents in your own end. Um, you, you mentioned it, Colin, for the last number of weeks, their ability to box out in front of the net. Um, they don't give up a lot of space. Yeah. I think it's below their own goal line. I think it's just as tough to try and free up pucks and get them to the front of the net. Not only because you've got a guy that's probably six, three, six, four barreled on you and trying to get the puck away from you, but also partner in front of the net boxing out the, the rest of your, of your team in front of their own goal. So um, for the Greyhounds, yeah, their their D is what has been one of the most successful parts of their game so far this season. Yeah, you know what's interesting too, right? About Sue, it reminds me a lot. I know us, you and I, have been Red Wing fans. It reminds me a lot of the Red Wings last year, the playoff streak, um, against Tampa Bay. Remember how big Tampa Bay's defense were, and just the like guys like Larkin and that. You know, like you get bossed around in those series. I think Sault Ste. Marie with their with their D, I mean, they box out well. Um, 
Mm-hmm. You know, you can't, they do a very good job creating leverage on the back end. I, you know, I don't see this team being an easy out and this team's not going to go away. Mm-hmm. Um, it really reminds me a lot of that Tampa team with the big defense, man. They're hard to play against. I know everyone talks about how size, but man, size matters on the back end. Size matters on the back end. And I mean, you and I have saw that firsthand in Detroit with Cider and that like, man, the eyes are like, trust the eyes you're playing, right? You look at the guys he's drafted, all the big defensemen, right? Man, it's hard. One of them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's hard, man. Like that's hard. Like those guys, you're not going to be able to push around in big games. You're just not. Um, And those are the guys that play the effects in the playoff games. But when I say playoff games, I say the 2-1 games, the 1-0 games. Sue's going to win those games because they have those guys that can play Mm -hmm. in those spots and take time and space away. And I'm telling you, man, if this team picks up a big defenseman, um, (laughs) Maia, from Peterborough. um, Yeah, cough there. Yeah. All right. Or um, (laughs) Smith. Um, (laughs) I look at this team, and plus with Beck, this team's going to go all in at the deadline, man. This team's going to go all in at the deadline, Sault Ste. Marie. And when I look at if they can pick up a couple more big defensemen that can move the puck well, this team's not going to be beat. This team's just not going to be beat. Um, and that's why they're my number one team. I, I really like this team. They're tough to push around, man. And finally, number one, Kitchener Rangers, 41 points on the season. What are the men or what <laughs> are the East Avenue Blue looking for for Christmas? Keep the fire going. Don't uh, don't put the fire out. No fire extinguishers um, in the Christmas break. Keep the fire going. Um, set the tree up. Have a good holiday. Keep and come out of the break and keep doing what you're doing. Um, this this is a team that has blown everyone's expectations out the window from the start of the year. If anyone had Kitchener in first place at the beginning of the year about three months ago, it's lying. Yeah. There's no way, including my myself. Very, very, very bad decision. Um, but Kitchener, I mean, you're 27 and one. That doesn't even like keep the fire going. I have nothing to say about that. I have nothing to say about that. They can score at will. Um, honestly, if it wasn't for Vandenberg, um, being lights out, they would have won that game too. Yeah. And then, the, then they would have been at one team, but this team's, this team's nasty. Um, they got everything clicking right now. Mashar coming back is massive. That's kind of the early Christmas present, to be honest. Yes. Um, but this team is loaded, and I think that it's a scary lineup thinking about it now a month from now, a mo- about five weeks from now, what this lineup could be if they go- decide to go all in, if they want to tweak things, because do you want to tweak a team that's trending like this? Do you want to yeah. bring somebody in and wreck it all? That's the one thing, too. Um, but – this team right now, just keep the fire going. Get into the break, stay hot, and come out of it when the second half of the year comes out, and that's when you got to be ready to go. Yeah, yeah. for me, I think Kitchener, um, for Christmas, they better hope for a lot of targets from uh, from Santa because uh, Carson Raykopf, um, I mean, if you keep putting targets in corners, he's going to keep hitting them. Um, he's been very fun to watch this season. I mean, you could even say that. Um, for Brustevich on the back end, just um, try to contain him because he's he's putting yep. up a bunch of points right now. Um, there aren't a whole lot of teams that can contain him, if any, um, around the Ontario Hockey League. So I think one one of them is targets because Raykov keeps hitting them in each corner possible. 
Um, and it's it's been really fun to watch. So that is what we think every team needs for Christmas. And we've only got a few moments here, Wardy. Um, so quickly go over, we'll pick one game that we'll have our eye on uh, this coming week, this coming weekend. Um, what's one of them that uh, that you're excited for, Colin? Man, I think it's Kingston and Sudbury. I think if there's a team, uh, two teams that need, like we just said, stability, consistency, know what they are, know their identity, mm-hmm. it's that game on Sunday, Kingston and Kingston at Sudbury. Sudbury, you know, we just mentioned about them. Can they get hot? Can they just get hot? They desperately need to go on. They desperately need a big weekend. Yeah. Um, that's big in Kingston. Do you want to get in the mix? What is your create your identity? Let us see what you are. Let us see. We know your potential. Now let us see if you can string a couple together. If they can do that, well then hey, you know your system and you're starting to get in the process there. But mm-hmm. I just think it's awfully hard, man, to get that system um in place and think you can be a buyer where they at where they're at right now. Um, that's tough. They need a big weekend, but so does Sudbury. Uh, so that's why I think that's a massive game for both teams, head to heads, four point game. Yeah. Yeah, for me, uh, it's Budweiser Gardens uh, on December 8th. Saginaw Spirit, London Knights. Um, that That's the game for me. London, let's see let, let's see the results against the team above you. And then Saginaw, I mean, it, it's still hard to go to yeah. Budweiser Gardens and win. So yeah. um, that that's the big one for me here. Absolutely. Okay. Now, power rankings for this week. I'll give you a run through of that from the Ontario Hockey League. At uh, number 16, up one spot, the Oshawa Generals back into the rankings this week. Kingston Frontenac State put at number 15. Brantford Bulldogs are at number 14. They don't move at all. Owen Sound attack down two spots to number 13. Erie Otters move up one to number 12. London Knights down one to number 11. Wolves down one to number 10. Pete's down two to number nine. Flint Firebirds move up four spots to number eight. North Bay Battalion down one to number seven. Ottawa 67s up two to number six. Mississauga doesn't move at all. They are number five. Uh, next up, Guelph Storm. I just had them here. Um, they're cut off by the... I think they stay put. Yeah, so they stay put at number four. It's cut off by the date that it was posted. Um, Kitchener Rangers down one to number three. Sioux Greyhounds up one to number two. And Saginaw Spirit continue to be at number one uh colin ward will quickly go through our five here um number five for you number five for me reese is the mississauga steelheads um mississauga's five for me uh on this week's power ranking uh number five for me and this this might be one out of left field a little bit um maybe maybe not um guelph storm um, they, they no. sneak into my five. I've, I've really liked the way they played the power play and the penalty kill. I thought has has been, I love good. It. um, six, three and one in their last 10. They're one of the better teams. So they're, they sneak in at number five for me. Absolutely. And that's funny. Cause number four, my team is the Guelph storm. Um, oh, there you go. I think Guelph's great in their last 10. They score a lot. Um, they're a great team. Uh, Guelph absolutely deserves to be, uh, in the top five. So for four, for me is the Guelph storm. Yeah, we're going to flip-flop four and five because I've got Mississauga at number four. Um, I think a big thing for them is they take a lot of penalties um, and their penalty yeah. kill is not over 80%, which is uh, interesting. But at the same time, it gives them a lot of work. Um, but yep. I, I I still like the way James Richmond's club plays. 
Um, I'm still a big fan of both of their goaltenders. So, so Mississauga is number four for me. Yeah. And you know, if there's a problem for Mississauga to work out, it's kind of defensive stuff's kind of the easiest thing for Mississauga and that system to uh, work things out and to fix with James Richmond at the helm, right? It's kind of the easiest thing for that team to fix. So, um, Absolutely, not really concerned yet for that because uh, they've only given up 74 goals in the league as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, number three, Colin. Saginaw Spirit, they're red hot. Um, big win against London. Um, absolutely, they deserve to be in the top three. They're a red hot team right now, 9-1 and one in their last 10. Um, they're really pushing for that 1-2 and two spot right now. I'm telling you, it's close. Especially with the head-to-head win with Sue this week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they're number three for me as well. They They're good. They're, they're, they they keep continue it going. to be on the rise. If yeah. they keep it going next week, they'll be a top two. They'll be in the top two for sure. They yeah. have a big week this week. Go beat London twice. That's not a mistake, right? Especially home and away, right? Yep. Um, that's not a mistake. Yeah, number two, Colin. Two for me is Kitchener Rangers. Still, um, I love Kitchener. They're a really good team. If I, honestly, I should have it as a tie for one. Um, but you know my love for Sue right now this year. But right now for me, two's Kitchener. Uh, it's going to stay the same for me, um, from last week, Sue's two, um, for, for me. And I mean, again, you like the goal differential. I think that's something we've talked about most of the season. The, the, the special teams has, has been very good. Um, it, it really is hard. You're right. It, it could be a tie. Um, but, but it's really tough to ignore the Kitchener Rangers being the first to 20 wins, um, and having that record of 27 and one. So, um, absolutely. Yeah, so obviously that leaves Sue for your number one, Morty. Yep, yeah, and honestly, the thing is, the difference is, you look at the penalties. You look at I just like the way Sue plays, and obviously this week I'll see Kitchener twice. Um, yeah, so that's a big one too. I've only saw him once this year, Kitchener. So seeing him two, three times now, seeing him the third time will definitely help. Yeah. Um, this week, so I'm sure that could change this week after now seeing him for sure three times in person. Um, that'll have a big sway. Yeah, yeah, and and one for me for the Rangers again. Twenty wins uh, on the season, first two twenty, and next closest team still got three to go in the Sioux Greyhounds. Um, yeah, K- Kitchener at forty one points. So yeah, they're they're still number one for me. Here, all right. Here's my question then, Reese. Before we have to go, I have a question. Sure. Who is the second team in the Ontario Hockey League to get twenty wins this year? I think we look at the sixteen, um, sixteen or seventeen win teams. I think it's two uh, weeks away, to be honest. I I think we I think we have three teams at twenty wins before Christmas. Yeah, um, and they're all in the Western Conference. I think Kitchener, Sioux, and Saginaw get there. Yeah, I agree too. I think um, I think yeah, I agree. Kitchener, Sioux, well, Kitchener for or sure. Kitchener already. Yeah, but I think I'd Sioux say and Saginaw get there. I would say, I would agree. I'm going to add Guelph as well. I'm going to go Sioux. I'm going to go Sue Saginaw and Guelph um, in that order to get 20 wins. Uh, and I truly believe Mississauga it will be in a fight, but they will get 20 wins before the break next weekend. Um, we'll have at least five 20 win teams in the Ontario hockey league going into the break. All right. Well, let's play these last two weeks. It's always fun. Guys leave for world juniors, not necessarily being the, th- standings open up but a lot more opportunities for different guys and who knows what will happen so absolutely um, sh- should be interesting two weeks to go till christmas 
at least the Christmas break anyways, not actually Christmas. But hope you enjoyed that segment, um, what each team is really looking for, not only in the month of December, but for Christmas heading towards the new year as well. Everybody, we hope you enjoyed the show. We really appreciate it, as always, every single week. Um, and yeah, we, we hope you enjoy the upcoming action that we have to offer or we have the OHL has to offer because guys will be leaving for the world juniors. So hopefully you get excited for that as well for Colin Ward. I'm Reese Dumaney. Thanks so much for tuning in and we will chat again in seven days. Thank <laughs> you.